shout. Sometimes it has to be us who lifts up a shout. Sometimes you can't wait for your neighbor to shout praise to the Lord. Sometimes it's got to be you first. Sometimes you got to let loose and show God that you're a little crazy about what he's doing. Sometimes you just got to be free. Come on, let's shout again. I believe that we can raise the roof of this place. I, I know it. There's no party greater than this right here and right now because our shouting is not just hee hee ha ha. This is the real deal. This is Jesus that we're shouting for. This is the kind of shout that I can imagine the women would have had when they saw Jesus and he was alive. Ha! Ha! He's there! Like, are you joking? This is the shout that we need to have inside of us today. He is alive. Come on, let's go. One, two, three. It's Jesus. You can be seated. It's Jesus. I think I'm just going to talk today about Jesus. Can't go wrong with that, can you? We're in church today, and there's no place like it. No place in this whole city like this place. There's no place in the whole world like the church. And I'm talking about the real church here. There's no place like it. To think that there's something better is a deception out of the pit of hell trying to trap you in something that is not true. Jesus is the one true way. I am a messenger of that message today. Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world. And when I say the world, I mean the world. I'm talking about everybody, not a certain type of person. Or a certain age of a person. Every single person who says, I believe in Jesus, is saved. And nobody can take that away from that person who believes. That's why I've got a smile on my face today. That's why I've got a spring in my step. I don't know about you, but if I didn't have hope to live, I wouldn't be standing up here today. And I don't have hope to live without my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He's given me purpose. He's given me the hope to live. He's given me my life. I believe that God is the creator of the universe, the creator of our world, the creator of humankind. I believe that he's the creator. I believe that he designed everything. 
My mom is sitting over here today. She's the reason I'm standing here. She gave birth to me. Give it up for mom. And dad. <laughs> but seriously, humanity, we are so beautiful. Each of us in here is so, so beautiful. We are a one-of-a-kind masterpiece. Boy, I'm sick of that low self-esteem. Always so worried about how we look. Why can't I just believe one day that I'm beautiful and God made me? Goodness, why is that so hard? Each and every day, I choose to live my life for Christ. I made the initial decision to believe in Jesus when I was four years old. I was sitting on the bed, and Mommy asked me if I wanted to pray to receive Jesus into my heart, and I did. Now I'm a lot older, as you know, <laughs> but I still believe in him. And let me tell you, nothing, nothing is going to steal my faith. Nothing. Because if I said I'd go to the grave with my faith, I'd say, wait, I'm not going to the grave. <laughs> Boom! I'm not even going to the grave. I will live forever. My soul will live forever. Your soul will live forever. We will never die. These bodies, yeah, we'll get new bodies. But our soul will never die. And we are so beautiful. We shouldn't have a problem with saying that to each other. Sometimes we hold back because we don't want somebody else to get puffed up. Oh, if I tell them, you know, maybe they're going to get puffed up. Nah. Let's just be generous with our compliments, shall we? Just tell somebody. Just tell somebody that they're amazing. We need to do that. We need to do that so much more. Dad, you are so amazing. I look up to you more than words can say. I love you. Mommy, I love you. You're an inspiration to me. And you helped me become who I am today. And I am proud of everything that you did for me and gave me and continue to give me to this day. And there was a moment when I was a kid and I was in a service and I don't remember what they were talking about, but for some reason, I just wanted to tell my parents that I loved them. And I remember, like, looking up to them, and they were, like, up there, because, you know, I was, like, short, even shorter than this. Um, <laughs> and I remember looking up at them, and I was just like, I love you, you know? I just told them that I love you. Do you remember that? Well, that was, I think, the Lord, really, who touched me that day, because I don't really remember what the message was about. But I just had that in my heart. I wanted to tell them that I love them. I love my parents. And they are an inspiration to me. Don't be ashamed to have someone in your life who inspires you. Don't just think, oh, I don't want to be them, so I'm not going to try to be like them. I'm just going to do my own thing. 
No, don't worry about that. If there's something that you like, that you see in somebody that you want to be like, then you admire that and be okay with the fact that somebody else inspired you. There are so many people who have inspired me. There's a good friend of mine who said once, oh, I love the word. They meant it like so much. It was like I could feel like that they love the word. They were talking about the word of God. And they were like, I love the word. And when I heard them say that, I was like, man, I wish that I could say that like them. Like I know that they mean that when, the, when they say that. Like they're not just saying that, you know. Like any of us, we could just say that. I love the word, you know. Like you maybe can say the words, but how much do you really, 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 really mean it? And I knew when he said that, that he really, 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 really meant it. And that was an inspiration to me. Because I knew in that moment that I can't say it quite the same way. I, I would say I love the word. But there was a depth there that I thought, ooh, I want to have that. I want to be able to say that and have that depth there that I really, really mean it. And that was the day that I decided I'm not going to compromise on reading the word. If I'm going to be more in love with the word, I better really not compromise and read it every single day. And for me, because, okay, I'll just tell you that I am a night owl, so not a morning person at all. But the Lord helps me, especially on Sundays. I really have to tell you that because it's a miracle every week. It is. It is. It's the Lord. Like, I wake up and I'm like, ready to go. It's so the Lord. But I tend to wake up, you know, like in the evening hours and I'm like, ready to go. Like, I'm ready to write a book. Like, I'm ready to just get things done and be productive. Um, and so, what was I saying? <laughs> just give me a second. Yeah, I'm a night owl. What was I going to tell you about that? <laughs> what was I telling you just before? You reading the scripture. The I love you guys. You're so good. See, I couldn't have done this without you. I'm not kidding. I just couldn't remember the point of this story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reading the word. That was it. So I was like always thinking, I'm going to read the word at night because that's when I'm like alive, you know? And I was like, yep, that'll be my time, you know? <sighs> and then it wasn't like, I just knew that somehow that wasn't right. It was like I was trying to cheat or something, even though I, I know that it's not about that, uh, Lord. But I just didn't feel like that was it. So then I decided I'm going to do it in the morning because that's the most sacrifice for me. Oh, but let me just tell you, it's one of the best things that I ever decided to do. Um, it's just really good because for me, that's when it's actually the hardest. And at some point, because in the beginning it was pretty hard, but at some point it became that I actually really loved it then, even more than like at night. Like somehow I just felt like in the morning, so calm, like before work. Like the first times when I was doing that, it was like I could tell my mind was like thinking about work. And I was like, yeah, I should probably just like cut off my reading the Bible 
and just go to work. Like, just let my mind do what it needs to do. Just go to work, and then I could read it later. But then I kept doing it in the morning, and then it became that I wasn't thinking about work at all, and it was like I just had that time in the morning. And then as soon as I left, then I, you know, switched into work mode and all of that. But it was like, it just totally changed. And I'm really glad that I did that. Because I like to get uncomfortable in order to help myself move into God's will for my life. Getting uncomfortable is a really great way to help yourself. Maybe you need to learn a new language and you're kind of scared. But you can just sense God is, is leading you. That you need to talk in a new way. In a new language. Maybe that's for you. I don't know. Just throwing it out there. Today, I want to be an instrument to change your life. I believe that God called me today to stand on this stage and talk to you. So that means he's got something to say. This is not about me. No way is this about me. This is about you. I'm here for you today. And I pray that what I speak into this microphone will be life-changing for you. It will be a historic moment. I'm prophesying right now. It will be a historic moment in your life. You will look back and remember, this day, something happened. I'm going to let you fill in the blank because I can't fill it in for you. Because I believe that God can speak many different things all at the same time. He is speaking to you today. He is calling you. He is calling your name. He wants you to pick up. My question to you, are you going to answer? Because he's calling. There's no doubt about it. He is calling your name. And he wants you to rise up out of the grave, out of death, out of sickness, which leads to death. That's ultimately where sickness leads. Sick, 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 sick. Death. Jesus Christ was raised to life first. Our destiny in Christ is to be raised to life. Like I said before, you will never die. God has given us life. And it's not life that's going to be good someday. No, no, no. It's right now. It's right now. If you will reach out and take it and say, 
This is weird. I'm talking to Jesus. But Jesus, I believe in you. Maybe you don't even really know so much about Jesus, but you're having an experience. He is awesome. Our Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe you found yourself talking to him, but you still struggle with recognizing that he is Jesus. But you find yourself talking in your mind. And you're like, who am I even talking to? My grandfather was in World War II, and when he came back on a boat and had survived the war, there was a huge hurricane storm with this boat. It was a big ship, and there were a lot of people on it. And the hurricane was so bad, so, so terrible, they all thought that they had lived through the war and now they were going to die. Isn't that awful? And my grandfather told me that he remembers hearing people shout, scream to God, have mercy on me. That's really amazing to me because I think that's exactly what happens when we reach the bottom. We don't believe in God. We don't say that we believe in God. Or we don't even like recognize it. And then we reach a point where we find ourselves talking to him. And we're, we're just talking to him, have mercy on me, or what am I supposed to do now? Or help. He is there. God is there. He's the one true king, creator of all of us, beautiful people. And he did send his son Jesus to die on a cross for us. Yes, he did. I believe it. And I believe that Jesus was raised from the dead three days after he was in the grave. I believe that with all my heart. And today, I want to give each person sitting in this room the opportunity to say yes to Jesus. We can sing and we can talk and we can do all kinds of things here in the church today. But if we miss Jesus, we might as well pack everything up because we've missed it. Everything that you see. This is all for Jesus. This, this room, the fact that we can be in this room, 
sometimes there's just so many stories you don't even know where to begin. It's a miracle that we're in this place. And you have your own miracle stories. And please do share about them because nobody can know the details like you about the amazing things of how God did something for you in your life. God did an amazing miracle for me a few months ago. My trombone was stolen out of my car the day before Christmas. And one month after, it was returned with this crazy story. If you, if you, I, I can tell you the whole story. I think I, I won't tell the whole thing now. But I will tell you when there's a chance. Total miracle story. Total, total, total miracle story. And I just felt so blessed to have witnessed a miracle like that. It was so personal. It was so personal to me. Just amazing. And a lot of times we will hear about miracle stories from other people. I've heard a lot of miracle stories from other people. And somehow we just automatically disconnect and think that it's not really for us to experience that. Yay. And, and we're great. We're good at clapping for other people. Yay. Yay. But when, when are we going to get hungry for our own miracles? I believe that. I believe God wants us to get hungry. He's talking to me about that. He's talking to me about so many miracles that I won't even have time to tell and share them all because there's going to be just so many. We got to step into a new normal, a new normal that has so many of these prayer cards that they fill up to the top of the screen. There's so many. Praise reports. We will make a huge monument. It'll become a piece of art. Watch what the Lord can do. We have not even scratched the surface of starting to really pray and believe things. Really believe it. Starting to really knock and say, come on, Lord. Come on. Let's do this. Let's do this as a church. And it's, it's about all of us. It's not about one person. It's about all of us. First Peter talks about that. The church, the most amazing place, we are the living stones that build the church. We are the living stones. I am a living stone. You know, there was a time where I felt a little bit scared of the weight of the responsibility of what it means to take up space. Because you realize that you, you do take up space. You, you are a person, and when you are here, you are here. And when you are not here, it's not the same. And you might think, ooh, ooh, and there's like a weight of that. There's like a burden of that. But you know... I have not allowed myself to be deceived. Because
because what do I know? First, I know that I want to be a living stone. Second, I know that Jesus said, his burden for me is light. So if I am feeling that, I need to let that go to the Lord. And I need to start praising him and be thankful that if I have been given a responsibility, he will give me the power to fulfill it. And I need to start praising him that he would trust me enough to let me have something to carry. How about that? So I will not be deceived and think that I need to go to the spa for the weekend. And even though I will enjoy a day at the spa, I will not be deceived into thinking that this is not the place to be. Because this is the place to be. This place is a city on a hill. It is a mountaintop that the nations will stream here. Why would the nations be streaming here if this isn't the most amazing place on the planet? And this is the most amazing place on the planet. Because we are here. And we are going to be together. And we're going to love being together. I don't think I'll ever need to take classes to learn about marriage. I've learned everything there is to know by being in the church. Faithfulness, commitment, unconditional love. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine my life without being in the house of the Lord week after week after week. I would not be this person that you hear right, are hearing right now. God has changed me a lot. And I'll be happy to tell you even more stories about how God changed me a lot. I'll be happy to tell you. Because sometimes you only see a little bit later in somebody's journey. But when we look back, it's good to remember how God pulled us out of the pit. He took us out of the pit of darkness, lifted us up, gave us a new life, gave us joy that nobody can take away. I get excited when the music is playing. And I'll tell you, I didn't always used to be this way. Sometimes I had to push through when I wasn't feeling it. And I'm so glad I did. I'm so glad I did. I wouldn't have it any other way. But I'm also so glad that I can feel it. You can join me to come play. I'm so glad that the fire is something that we can feel. And I want you to close your eyes now because I want you to take a moment to just focus on the inside, on your soul, on who you are, the beautiful human that God has made you to be. I feel honored that I was asked to stand on this stage and speak to you today. It's a great, great privilege for me to stand here and speak to you 
because you are using your time to be here. And I declare that this time was no waste. I declare the things that I have spoken will go deep, that the Holy Spirit would take over and go further with what I've said, that people in this room would individually hear the Holy Spirit, the one spirit that we all share, and lead us to be even more unified in our love. I pray that something is going to happen in the hearts of these beautiful friends that I can be here with today. Friends, family, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for giving me the authority to speak. Otherwise, I would not be speaking right now. Thank you, Jesus. I choose to open my mouth and speak your name. I choose to lift you up. I choose to believe in you. I choose to set aside everything that I think I want. And I choose you, Jesus. I choose you. I love you. And I will do anything. To share your love. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for making me new. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for giving me the authority. To perform your miracles in the earth. I thank you that I am not limited to a certain type of instrument, singing, speaking, walking. Thank you that you can use me in any way, anytime, anywhere. Thank you that your power is real and I am not a fake. Thank you for choosing me. Thank you for bringing me to this place on this day, in this moment. Thank you for the wonderful people that I know and can love in this moment in history. Thank you for giving me a voice that has power to heal. I love you, Lord. I am not ashamed. 
right where you are today, if you don't have Jesus in your heart and you want to ask him to come into your heart, I want you to say this prayer after me. You can say it out loud or inside, I don't care. But say this, dear Jesus, I give you my life. I don't want anything else. I believe in you. I trust in your power. I love you. Thank you for forgiving me. I repent of everything I've ever done and everything I will do. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for giving me new life. In Jesus' name, amen.